Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. In podcasts, we have talked previously numerous times about birth mothers changing their mind, not following through with their adoption plan. And sometimes it's not the birth mother that disrupts the adoption prior to placement. Sometimes it is the adoptive family. So today we're going to look at what happens when an adoptive family walks away. Sometimes we found that an adoptive family is matched with a birth mother and changes their mind. They either walk away after being matched or after the the baby is born prior to placement. So today we're going to dive into the reasons as to why adoptive families would pour time, resources, and emotions into an adoptive match and then walk away from the birth mother and the baby that they planned on adopting. Hard to believe that this happens, but it really does. Not frequently, but it happens. So the questions that are asked are why, how often does this happen, and what happens next? So let's start with why. When an adoptive family decides to terminate the adoptive match or the agreement they had with the birth mother to adopt her baby, the difference between an adoptive family and the birth mother is when a birth mother changes her mind, we don't always get a reason. Sometimes they ghost. Sometimes they just up and leave. Sometimes they will just say, I've changed my mind. With an adoptive family, we normally do get an answer. And some of the time I buy it and some of the time I don't. So, and I'm just saying that because I think that for adoptions to be successful and for them to continue to progress in the areas that we have tried so hard for decades to to get them to move into, we need transparency across the board, not just on behalf of the agency, but on behalf of the birth mother and on behalf of the adoptive family. Some of the the reasons uh, that we've been given may sound like some to as an excuse, Uh but again, I don't, I'm trying to to put this in a manner where we're not judging anybody, but at the same time, we're left questioning. And when an adoptive family chooses to not move forward, we have to respect and honor their wishes. So some of the reasons that we've been given have included, 
I didn't know the baby would be drug exposed. The birth mother didn't disclose that in her intake. Um, We may have found this out at uh, doctor visits after they had been matched or maybe in the hospital. Another one would have been the due date changed and now there's a different birth father. And then we get, you know, the pregnant pause per se. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Um, and then we get the statement, you know, I thought my my extended family would be okay with, you know, a, a transracial adoption, but turns out they're really not okay with it. it. It's, you know, we live in 2020. We see lots of uh, mixed families mm-hmm. and families that don't choose to to have a mixed family. It's okay. There, there are reasons that they have in their family as to why. Um, again, I think transparency is key. And we still get the, you know, I, I'm not prejudiced. I'm not, you know, racist or anything. You know, I have, you know, black friends or I have Hispanic friends. And so they go through, you know, this like speech where if a family is not comfortable adopting a baby, we don't want them to adopt the baby. Right. In a way, it's better for everybody if they don't. Agreed. Another one was, I didn't plan on the baby being born prematurely. I can't take that much time off work. And and this one sometimes I think that I, I struggle with. I mean, this, like I said, it doesn't happen very often, but if this was your biological child. And it was born prematurely, there's nothing you can do about it. It's no. yeah. So I, I agree falls, with you on that. Yeah. That falls under the other statement. Whereas, uh, you know, a ba- the baby has more special needs than we had anticipated. I mean, the birth mother went to her prenatal care. Mm-hmm. She had, um, you know, full body, uh, ultrasound scans on the baby and they didn't catch it. And yes, that happens. It happens with, um, birth mothers who are placing their baby for adoption and it can happen with, um, birth mothers who are going to parent their child. And so across the board, it does happen. But sometimes families will say, well, yeah, I really wasn't interested in adopting a baby with special needs. Like, I just don't know that I can handle that. And so, and again, we don't want somebody to adopt a baby that they can't love as if the baby was their own. And and so I appreciate them not moving forward in right. that situation, but it, it is hard. And it's something that I think that if that's your limitation, then really, you know, after you have disrupted your match, maybe really go back to a counselor and say, is adoption really right for me? Right. Because, because here's the thing. You're going to get thrown curveballs throughout that child's life, whether it's healthy at birth or not. Right. Just like any other child. Like right. uh, uh, two of, well, three of my biological children had um, to go through speech services. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that at birth. Right. And it wouldn't have changed anything. Did it require a lot of extra visits and a lot of extra um, coordination on our part? Yes. Absolutely. Did we get through it? Yes. But at the same time, it's, it's something that you, you know, as a parent, you just deal with. I mean, you're, you're on that surfboard and you're riding the waves and, you know, come what may. So another one that we've had is, I'm sorry, I got a placement from another agency. I don't think I can handle two babies at once. So with building Arizona families, we don't restrict families from registering with more than one agency. However, 
if you are matched or placed with another baby, we have to be notified immediately. Right. If you're already matched with a birth mother and you've committed to that birth mother and another agency calls you, why would you accept that baby and not continue with the birth mother? You either have to, as long as we disclose it to the birth mother or wait and see if the birth mother will be okay with it. But if you've made a commitment to somebody who's willing to, to hand you their child to raise, to say, oh, I got this baby first, so I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mm. want to proceed. That's hard. That's a hard right. one. I had one situation where there was a match and the birth mother and the adoptive family came out to meet and the adoptive family said, you know what? I don't think the baby is going to look as much like us. The birth mom's a little bigger than I had thought she was going to be. And I just, I don't think it's going to be like a carbon copy of me. Which was never part of the plan with adoption no. in the first place. No, no. And and I can say like from speaking with with families for over 16 years, Mm-hmm. I've had to explain over and over again that these women are placing their babies with you. This isn't the cabbage patch where you get to go in and say, I want a child with red hair and blue eyes. That's mm-hmm. going to be five foot five athletic, have an IQ of over 132. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be a parent and you want to adopt a child, that's very, this isn't something that you, this isn't a male order baby. You know, this isn't, um, and that's, and that's really what I want to let families know that this is, adoption's beautiful. Let's keep it beautiful. Right. Another one I've had is my husband and I are getting a divorce. I think that's reasonable. Sure. You know, I mean, if, you know, if they. doesn't feel like just an excuse. That's, that's a pretty big deal. And it's like, well, okay. Yes, Absolutely. Another one is we're having a family emergency and we cannot continue our adoption journey. So again, this goes back to, I'm so sorry, whatever family emergency you're having, I'm not judging. I can't imagine I'm, you know, our prayers are with you, mm-hmm. but if you were pregnant, I mean, and these are situations after you've been matched. So right. you've made a commitment. So there's a woman out there that you may or may not have met or spoken to or developed a relationship with that is carrying the child that she intends to give to you. And it's not a good time. Right. No, I agree 100%. And it does make me think back even to the divorce one that we just talked about. I mean, when you're pregnant and you're getting a divorce, not to, yeah, that's tough because, yeah, family emergencies are a bummer, but they are a part of life. And if you've started a process and made a commitment, you're absolutely right. You need to follow through. Right. Well, you, and not, you should follow not- through. That's why this this podcast is so important, in my opinion, because I really want to talk about what happens to the birth mom. You know, mm-hmm. what happens? So in the past 16 years, I've only seen these happen maybe 12 times, give or take some that were kind of gray area ones where they were just about to be matched and then they didn't. So 12 ones I can say that families have withdrawn. Mm-hmm. And then there, like I said, there's some gray area ones. What was interesting um, is... I don't remember if I've shared this on the podcast or not about my um, the situation that happened with me when I was placed for adoption. I was born, I'm going to date myself, in uh, early 1973. And when I had reunited with my birth mother, she and I spent hours and hours on the phone and she told me everything. And, you know, she had just turned 16 when she had me. So, you know, it was... 34 years later for her. Uh-huh. So she'd remember back and, and 
she loved to tell stories of her labor and delivery or what she remembered because they had knocked her out for part of it. Mm -hmm. But she said that after I was born, she, she never got to see me. And the day after she delivered me, her attorney came in and said to her, asked her if uh, there was a possibility that the birth father of me could be black, Mm -hmm. African-American. And I guess I was dark when I was born, which is a little surprising because the pictures I saw at three and four days old were not that dark, but there is some Native American in our heritage. So maybe I looked much darker when I was, I was born. And she said, no, that, that, that didn't happen, that she had not been, that the birth father was Caucasian Mm -hmm. and they actually had uh, a nurse, an African-American nurse from another hospital come over to check and see if I was African-American or not, or half African-American or not. And the nurse came over and confirmed that, no, I was not half African-American. For those of you that have seen me, um, I have blonde hair and blue eyes. And I didn't believe my birth mom when she told me this. Right. And I thought, oh, come on. First of all, I wasn't, you know, I saw the pictures of myself at like three and four days old. There's no way. And she said, no, I swear to you. And she was so adamant that we did a three-way phone call with the attorney that had done my adoption. And he got on the phone. And when we spoke to him, I asked him to verify that, you know, is this true? Is this story really what happened? And he said, yes. Wow. And she, (laughs) I'm asking him the story and she's chiming in. I mean, nonstop, you know, just, (laughs) she remembers that part of the hospitalization, like, like it was an hour ago. So she's chiming in and, you know, she's one of those people that gets really excited and loud. And, you know, I'm trying to just have a conversation with him thinking maybe this should have just been a two week call. (laughs) And, um, Anyway, I, when I got off the phone, I was, I was blown away. I, you know, I, I didn't think that she had lied about it or made it up, but at 16 and, and so many years before, I mean, had she remembered it correctly? Like, yeah, is that really maybe her happened? memory was fuzzy, but. And then my next phone call was to my adoptive parents. Mm. I asked them, I, I said, what if I had been? Would that have changed anything? And they, they had said, no, they didn't, they didn't think so, that it wouldn't have, you know, changed anything. And I thought, okay, so in Ohio in 1973, and it, it was like, okay, back then I'm trying to imagine, you know, mm-hmm. why it would have been a big deal at all, because today it wouldn't matter. Right. And things have changed in a positive direction in that, you know, I mean there's so much less emphasis put on that than there was back in the seventies and even before. Yeah, I guess you it know, was a obviously. big deal. And right. again, I, you know, when I think about it now, I still am a little blown away because I don't know, I guess it's just, just surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, I did, I did make the phone call to my adoptive parents and just asked if they would have, you know, withdrawn from their adoption plan. And, you know, they said no, but I was curious. I was curious to see. Absolutely. So this kind of, this podcast is one of those that I was like, wow, (laughs) self-reflection. Yeah. So 
that begs the question, what happens next? So when a, we have to go back to a birth mother and explain that the adoptive family has changed their mind and are not able to proceed with the adoption. Sometimes birth moms can't face or handle the rejection and they ghost and they leave the adoption program and we never hear or see from them again. Mm-hmm. It's too much. You know, some of these women have dealt with so much rejection and loss that they can't do it one more time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes birth moms understand and they, they cry. Almost all birth moms cry when you tell them this. Because it they, is a rejection to some degree. You know, it's mm-hmm. that's rough. Sure. sure. They think I'm making the, this ultimate sacrifice and I am doing the right thing for my baby. And now the adoptive family doesn't want my baby. Right. And that hurts. So sometimes they can process their grief and move forward in their adoption plan. Sometimes they really struggle. And it makes them feel like we just said, like their baby's not wanted. They may or may not have those coping skills to process their grief. Mm -hmm. And they may have a hard time picking another family. This is where we do have the adoption counselor work with them Mm -hmm. and try to explain, you know, the circumstances involved and, and help us. But it is very, very hard on a birth mom when she has matched and started building a relationship. That's really tough. It's better to let a birth mom know as soon as possible, because that will give her the opportunity to choose another family and have enough time to build up a bond with them. And so that she can comfortably place her baby with them. But if an adoptive family is on the fence during a match prior to being matched, don't show your profile. If you're not hundred percent sure. It is much better to remove yourself from the situation if you have doubts, because a lot of times those doubts won't just go away on their own. And you will at some point have to deal with those doubts, whether you choose to not inform the adoption agency that you're having doubts and take the baby home and have a hard time bonding and struggling and, and then dealing with, with that or panicking and having anxiety throughout the process and then changing your mind about placing the baby. So there's lots of things that can happen. The best thing is, is for an adoptive family to talk to a counselor, to talk to their agency, to try to, you know, if you have been matched and you've been building a relationship and you have concerns or you are having second thoughts by vocalizing those, that's how you can get help because it's not just your family that is at stake. It is the birth mother and the baby. And As much as adoptive families struggle when a birth mother changes her mind, birth mothers struggle just the same. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.